1: Welcome to the B Side Boys Podcast, an Iowa Rugby podcast. And we are presented by Rotor Epoxy in the Wombat Den Studio.
2: Mm-hmm. I like how you said that. Wombat Den Studio. You
1: know, I just feel like it's pretty special like
2: we're recording on Sunday. Yep.
1: And rotor epoxy, you know, sponsor the program. Great people, you know what today is? Ooh,
2: it's Mr. Rotor's birthday.
1: Yeah, Kyle Rotor, it's his birthday. Hey, so. he's
2: twenty-eight years old. He's not a not a baby boy anymore. Happy birthday
1: to our sponsor. <laughs> yeah. You know. Oh, that's pretty cool. And you yeah. hung out with him last night. Yeah. Right?
2: I well, I didn't realize that it was his birthday on Sunday, but we had a. You didn't get him a gift. I didn't. No. A I got gift? us. I got us a hotel room. Okay. Ooh. Ooh I know the I gift said. was you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we uh had yes. a buddy uh from you and I's uh, wedding actually, you know Aaron Bauman, obviously. I know, but him. people yeah. listening might not. But yeah, yeah, you played Crazy. lock for us at you and I. He's great guy. Him and uh, Megan Tiefenthaler tied the knot over the weekend, and just me, Rotor, and Zeus just tearing it up in Denison, Iowa. Just it got kind of weird. Did you know, a lot of weird stuff. I was I was told I can't disclose a whole lot of the night. According to Zeus, he I said I couldn't. So
1: I, in there, that song, they're like, uh, "What is it like?" Uh, Dennis in Iowa can't even handle me right now, right?
2: That not right. Huh. Is that a song?
1: Oh, the club couldn't even
2: handle. Oh uh, yeah, that's the one. I mixed it up. You know what was really funny though? Out of that whole weekend though. Say one thing Zeus doesn't want you to say. Oh no, I because <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want people to know either.
1: What happened in that hotel room? <laughs> Did you
2: sign an NDA? <laughs> uh, but no, the next morning, though, so, like, me and Rotor got up, whatever, we missed... Rotor bre- and I. Rotor and I got up, and we missed breakfast, so we were really upset about that. Um, <laughs> being,
1: being a fat guy, missing the continental <laughs> breakfast is, like, even though it's just, like, just stale bread, so, stale cereal, and just
2: the worst well, It was funny as shit, though, when we got to the hotel, though, like, last night, those... <laughs> Those guys, like, raided the kitchen area, like, where they have, like, food out and stuff. Because there was some stuff that you could grab and eat. So, Zeus and Rotor were just going to town on all the food in the hotel. But, oh, no. uh, through the next morning, though, so, like, we missed the breakfast. I walked by the hotel or, like, down the hotel hallway because Zeus got a room, like, you know, a few rooms down. I saw they were cleaning it. And I'm like, Zeus fucking left us. And my car was still at the venue. So, we had no way of getting to the venue. Like, They didn't have, like, Uber or Lyft or any of that shit, so, like, we couldn't figure out how we were getting back. And I was talking... Are telling
1: me, Dennis and Iowa, they didn't have Ubers?
2: No, they did not. (laughs) And uh, it was funny, because I was down at the uh, checkout or whatever, talking to the lady, and I'm like, what's like the uh, taxi service deal or whatever around here? And they're like, ah, it's like, they don't really have anything on Sundays, and you're not going to get an Uber or Lyft out here. And I'm just like, oh, shit. And then this like older lady was like overheard me talking to her, and she's like, "Do you guys need a ride?" And I'm just like, "Yes, boys, do we, <laughs> yeah." So like me and Roto are grabbing her stuff, I'm like, "She's like, I'm gonna go to talk to my husband. Like he's he might be a little mad, but we'll get you guys there." And also she just kind of stops, she turns her back around, and she looks at me, she's like, "Wait," she's like, "You're not gonna murder us, are you?" And just being my idiot self, I'm just like, "No promises." <laughs> did she give you a ride she did yeah her husband gave us a ride and it was it was nice she said challenge accepted (laughs) because did you ask her you're not gonna murder us yeah i say i didn't really think about that but i did tell roto though afterwards i'm like this is usually how people get like abducted and killed (laughs) just hopping in some random person's vehicle
1: yeah and you're cute too so they might have i know Uh. you're you're lucky yeah
2: that was a very nice couple we really appreciate them
1: yeah, and you know what? I really hope too that that couple, if they ever need to get an epoxy coating done on their floor, that they go through Rotor Epoxy. I don't <laughs> care if it's his birthday, I don't care if it's the other 364 days of the year. I'm doing my business with them. If you saw that picture on their Facebook page, he was smiling ear to ear while throwing down some epoxy and some nice sealer. <laughs> he was. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like they do a great job and they do it with a smile. It's small business. They care about their work. They do a great job. Rotor Epoxy, get a hold of them if you need a coating. Um, it just really makes things look nice, whether it's in your garage, it's in a, you know, you park your hot rod car, you have a basement, just just whatever. They, they'll work with you for the best look and the best, you know, whatever you need it for. They know how to get it done. They have all the tools and they're good people. Yeah. And it's his birthday.
2: And it's his birthday. And part of his birthday request is we got to get shirts made at some point. Yeah, that's the thing. So, merch
1: coming soon. Yeah, gotta do it. So, little B side boys on the front, little logos on the sleeves, yeah. rotor epoxy on the back.
2: That yeah, could look pretty slick. Can we do
1: tie dye, like white and teal, or white and light blue? Like maybe tie-dye-ish. get one. Maybe
2: get one of their epoxy designs that they do <gasps> on the floor. Whoa! Whoa! What? <sighs> crazy!
1: That is all right.
2: Be all cool. right, keep
1: your eyes peeled. And if you're a t-shirt company who makes uh high quality, low cost shirts, let us know. <laughs> high
2: quality but low cost.
1: Uh and speaking of high quality, low cost, Irish Fest was this weekend.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Neither Need of us 17.
1: Were, yeah, neither of us were able to go. I
2: had a wedding.
1: Um, and I had my nephew's birthday. But we heard back. Uh they had three divisions. They wanted to do more divisions, but I don't know, The summer's been weird where teams have like I, I feel like rugby is pretty healthy, but Sometimes you need to take a break to, like, keep things
2: fresh, keep yeah. things going. i seen a lot of teams are doing that this year.
1: Yeah, so the women's side, I saw Des Moines women, they wanted to go. But it's just hard. And, like, the women's teams are just so far and few between where it's just it's growing, but we're still not there yet. So they had a senior men's side, yep. which for the first time in the history of Irish Fest, Bremer uh, County did not win. Mm-hmm. The men's they got second place. Iowa City Ducks
2: pull out the win. Yeah, yeah. it's like 14 10 was the final score of that last match or something. Like that. It was yeah. Very close, and I yeah. think
1: they played twice, and the Ducks beat them both times. But they were very very close matches. And again, don't really have insight of who was playing or what was going on. But I mean, it's still one of those things where Bremer moved up to D two. Bremer is a powerhouse. Bremer hosted the tournament. Bremer's won that tournament six since they started hosting it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the tournament is like six years old or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, it just makes you feel like, you know, the Ducks are working very mm-hmm. hard on and off the pitch, and this summer has really shown that.
2: Yeah, congrats yeah. to them, dude. That's awesome. Like, good group of guys. Mm-hmm. Like, really happy for them.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it started at the block party, mm-hmm. and they just kind of rolled through all summer. They show up in numbers and they're just they're working they're getting some new guys and you know congrats to them in the girls high school division cedar falls got first place waverly shell rock got second and then the high school boys waverly shell rock got first, first? Yeah. and the kansas city blues brought a team oh. and they got second hmm. so pretty cool that there was two high school divisions girls and boys and then there was a senior side high school they played sevens the men's they played tens uh they opened it up for sevens for men's and women's as well. But again, just trying to find those numbers. They're getting there. Yeah. But it, it's a good tournament. And you know what that means now? What? All focus is now on fall 15s. So
2: yeah. I'm it, ready. It's time to go, man. I know. I'm getting pumped. Nervous it, but pumped.
1: <laughs> excited. We got those butterflies.
2: Yeah. Um, and I'm feeling healthy finally. You so look, you
1: look healthy. <laughs> yeah, things things are good. Feeling good. So August twenty seventh is that first week. And you know, before we get into t- today's interview, you know who else is feeling good? You? No, I. I mean, <laughs> always. Yeah. I'm, I've never had a bad day. Uh, <laughs> but no, <laughs> I didn't share a rundown sheet with you, so that's why this really is a guessing <laughs> game. And this is the third week in a row we've talked about her. Liberty, Cawthorn. Oh yeah. For the third week in a row, we're going to talk about her. That Eagle Impact Rugby Academy, where she went over in Ireland yep. and they kicked ass against professional academy teams. She was given the award for the most improved player on the roster. That's awesome. That's amazing. The team that they said, there are future girls who are going to play for the national team on this roster. She won the award for most improved. And I think what's great is, you know, we talked before, she didn't play a lot of 15s before this. All these other girls play 15s in high school. Liberty only has played 7s. She went there. She battled with some of the best girls in the country. She scored a try. Uh, and people noticed she made mm. more growth than anybody else. So I think that's exciting that she goes into her freshman year of college at Aquinas yeah, in Michigan. She's going to do great. And, you know, I'm just happy to see that for her. And it's kind of funny because I, I keep thinking, like, oh, we talked about her and we talked about her again. And then I'm scrolling Facebook and it was, like, most improved player. Yeah. And, like, holy – like. She just I don't know, she's yeah. getting these accolades, so keep up the good work that was really awesome to see um excited to see what she does in college, you know,
2: yeah I, know. I always love her like attitude towards everything, like it's always hard to tell if it's like if she's just very humble or if she just doesn't realize like the gravity of <laughs> like her success, you know, like well she's doing really awesome yeah. things and like she's like, just kind of, eh, yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I that know. It's cool. just like, it's so hard to tell. It's like, huh. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> it going be a lot more. Extended. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just her personality. Yeah. Like, it's
1: just, she's funny. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Well, and also, too, speaking of funny, I feel like I've used the same transition for every <laughs> Speaking of funny. <laughs> I say a word, and it doesn't really relate. Uh, our interview today is a really fun one, and it's one that I think will be different than most interviews. Yeah. We have Adam Falk referee leads the referees in Iowa. He's got some cool opportunities in the Midwest. What I love most about this interview is that it's a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like it's one where we need referees in the state. And we also need people in our state to treat referees with respect. With <laughs> respect. Yeah. yeah. Because we're going to lose the referees we have. And we also need to know that the referees we do have, they're they got a lot going on like mentally during a match they're giving it you know they're all they are
2: he definitely put it a little more into perspective like what is going on because it is it's not just black and white it's not just show up watch the
1: game call it as you see it i mean there's there's levels to it there's intentionality to it and you know it it just i I can't do it i I got certified i refereed a few matches and i yeah i'm not cut out for it i mean it takes a special person and you're going to hear that from him. And I just think it's a really cool insight to yeah. what it's like to be a referee. And then also to just know that there are opportunities for people. We need referees. Yeah. And I think if you're on the fence of, I don't know if I should play anymore, or do I want to be a referee? Give this a listen. And then I hope to see you signed up at the next referee um, clinic. Yeah, And then tell them the B-side boys sent you.
2: Yeah, that'd be perfect. Maybe we'll set something up. <laughs> yeah, use promo code reset voice. Get, <laughs> z- get 0% off. Your... here. <laughs> but, uh, but at least we know something happened. Yeah. Should we play the music? Yeah, we should probably do that.
1: All right, now we're to the interview portion of the show. And today we have a special guest with us. We have Adam Falk. Uh, Adam, I don't want to mess this up. What would you say your title is? <laughs> I meant to ask um, you before we started.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, uh, I wear a lot of hats, but um, like officially, <laughs> I'm uh, the president of the Iowa, Ref- Iowa Rugby Referee Society or the SIRS. SIRS, yeah. Yep. Um, I was kind of foisted into that role um, a couple of years ago, like a year before COVID, mm-hmm. um, when Nick uh, here in like completely got out because he had been Mm -hmm. doing that for a while. And he was president at the same time too. Yeah, union president. He was like a one-man show for a ton of things, Mm -hmm. and it just like burnt him out. Right. Yes. So. Yeah, I wanted to get that straight from you just because I know there's – I don't want to say the
1: title wrong or leave something out there. And so you said you just kind of took on that role right before COVID. Yeah. So how did – you know, when a lot of people are getting into sports – um, you know, we look at kind of the top players and it's like, that's where we want to be. There's not a lot of little kids who are like, I want to be a referee. How did you like, when did you know, like, Hey, this is a good spot for me. And this is something that you wanted to do.
0: So I, um, got my level one referee cert, uh, when I was 17, cause I started playing rugby in high school, mm-hmm. um, with the Des Moines high school side. That was back when it was 15s. And was it Des Moines Chaos, or Chaos. was that what it was? Or it was before, before that was moniker before was adapted. Or... Okay. But, um, yeah, so it was, like, Des Moines, uh, Iowa Falls had a high school team, mm-hmm. Story County had a high school team, huh. and I think that was it in the state. Um, so, like, we would travel to, like, Kansas City a lot or up to Minnesota and mm-hmm. play matches and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but, yeah, so I, I was playing for a year, and there was an L1 at – Des Moines rugby they were hosting and I heard people talking like, Oh, it'll make you a better player and all that stuff Mm -hmm. or whatever. So I signed up for it, Mm -hmm. um, went to it and it was, um, so back then the curriculum was like death by PowerPoint Mm -hmm. where you just like talked law and like application all day. Um, Lenny Watkins ran it, um, you know, Love Len or whatever, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this is a long day.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's because like, now it's more hands-on stuff, right? Like, yeah, the majority yeah. of it is. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's a lot better now.
1: That's good. I feel like they got some education people in there who are like, you can't just stand and deliver. There's got to be some uh, some ownership there and some actual like retention through failure or through mm-hmm. practice.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so that that's where the focus now is like, when I mean, you sign up for the course, you don't get a ton of like the law and application stuff. Like mm-hmm. there's some pre-work before it, like mm-hmm. you, you just went through it. Right. A couple of years ago. Yeah, yep. In a- yeah, yep. yeah. And so, um, it touches on some of like the, the broader law points there. Mm-hmm. And then like the day of is more of like, how do you actually referee? So it's mm-hmm. like, this is how you blow your whistle. This is like, where you kind of go to stand? And this is, you know, how you do a, a scrum and this is a penalty mm-hmm. and free kick and like, practicing that stuff
1: yeah I definitely would say like in that because you know I went through that course because again everybody says like makes you a better player makes you a better coach and then there's a need for referees i'm like i'll just i'll just do it and see what it's about and I thought that was probably the most interesting part we went into the gym because I think it was in the winter or early spring when we had it and just i thought you know we would be talking about law and we would be like you know let's look at the breakdown let's look at the back foot of the rock let's you know, look at the binds, and like, really the part that was, you know, that made me the most nervous was where do you stand during this flow? And then also we spent so much time that you would have probably laughed at this, like practicing to blow a whistle. And then you'd have guys who were just like, Brit. it was like, no, that's, <laughs> that's not going to stop play between 30 men. Like you need to do it with your chest, like get some air in there. Mm-hmm. And like, we had to practice blowing a whistle. And I was like, that's stuff I would never think of. I'm thinking, mm. and that's probably why they were PowerPoint heavy because it's like, la, la, la. But then you get out and it's like, what's the only thing that's going to stop someone blowing that whistle with force, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. And it's never as loud as you think it is when you're blowing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So like you got to get over, like you're going to blow your own ears out. But yep. like you have to every yeah. time.
1: And I think that like people are like, oh, I don't want to look stupid. I, I'm nervous. Like these are all my rugby buddies and... And they're going to make fun of me because I didn't blow the whistle, right? And it's like, no, we're going to blow this whistle a thousand times because you can't <laughs> think like that on a rugby pitch. Like, I'm nervous. Like, you are in control. And how would you say, like, so you started as a player and then, like, very young at 17 getting that certification. Yeah. You know, how would you say that helped you as a player? Because we always say, like, it makes you a better player. But how did that change your thinking with rugby? Um, yeah.
0: It got me thinking. Thinking about the game differently mm-hmm. and like the, the things you're trying to achieve like big picture as opposed to just like this is your You know pattern or this mm-hmm. is the player running or whatever mm-hmm. and so it's like why are we trying to like, you know Pull people this way and mm-hmm. you know that type of thing. So it got me thinking that way about it
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Gotcha. And then
1: you know you start you get that referee certification when was the first time you actually refereed a match
0: It was when I was in high school still. Gotcha. I did a Des Moines high school girls match. And that was my first, because that was when Des Moines had a 15th high school team for Mm -hmm. girls too. And so that was my first refereeing match.
1: Nice. Oh, awesome. And then so um, how did you continue on with being a referee? And then your playing career kind of intertwined in there. What did that look like for you?
0: So I was mostly refereeing on like off weekends and Mm -hmm. stuff, Um, especially like once I got to college and got a car. Um, And um they loved having somebody out of like the cedar falls area because i met you and i yep um and so i got to go up to luther college a lot and do luther college mm-hmm. matches because i was close and yeah. that's that's yeah, a drive. living in the des moines area weren't like
1: yeah. i was yeah, super yeah. excited to go up to
0: luther decorum and they're just like, it's a nice drive yeah like <laughs> once a <Yeah>. year, <laughs>
1: right <laughs> but uh, yeah why. i'm glad we have them at home this year so oh De-Mari, yeah yeah they come down, yeah I
2: don't know how we managed to get them twice at home, but we'll take it. We'll take it. (laughs) Love it up there, but yeah, every once in a while. Well, I actually was looking forward to playing Northeast Iowa in decor because like my I'm from that area. I don't know if I ever told you that or not. But uh so like I had a bunch of family come watch us last time we played there, and like I just saw my grandpa this other weekend and he was asking me about it. I'm like, sorry, that'd be like the only match you guys can go (laughs) to and it's in Des
0: Moines. Whoops. But yeah, we'll be good though. Um So it was mostly off weekend stuff, right? Yeah, it was like, yeah. oh, okay, I'll go to Decorah or um, like I went to Dubuque a couple of mm-hmm. times, um, you know, when their club was still there because mm-hmm. it wasn't too far from Cedar Falls, that kind yep. of stuff. And then would pick up a match or two at all Iowa, that kind of thing. But
2: they never yeah. had you go out of state, well, at least not when you're in college?
0: No, because um, going out of state, right, that's when you're you're getting into like that that higher level uh, or whatever. Okay. So like... We in Iowa just deal with Iowa-hosted oh, matches, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so like I'm not sending people to go Minnesota or whatever, unless like people need referees all the time, right? right and yeah. so like the people that do the assigning, like we all email each other, like, "Hey, do you have anybody free on this weekend?" And mm-hmm. usually the answer is like, "No," if you get an answer at all, because right, no. everyone is short referees everywhere.
1: Yeah, that's what I noticed like last fall. I mean, that's the thing, Phil. You don't you don't see this side of it. The amount of emails. Like it just, I mean, even just as like a club president, I just, I feel for you. And like, this is for everybody to hear out there. Like it's one of those things I feel like there's this magical they. Like when people talk about funding rugby or setting schedules or getting referees and like, they should do this. And it's like, they is one person. And also (laughs) like the pool of referees is so small right now. And like you said, not just in Iowa, but it's like, you have Carfoo in Minnesota, who are like, Well, like, oh, we can just get refs from them. And it's like, Well, they're trying to pull refs from us. Like, just, mm-hmm. I mean, what does that look like? You know, trying to, we had, like you said, we had a referee certification a couple years ago. Uh, There's supposed to be one at Irish Fest, and the numbers just weren't there. Yep. What does that look like? You know, trying to recruit people. I've seen some new guys like Sherman. Sherman. Yeah. Yes. Oh, nice. And
2: James. Yeah, James, too. Um, yep.
1: In the high school league, you know, they're getting their feet wet there. But, mm-hmm they still play densely.
0: Yeah.
2: You know,
1: what is that like for you trying to recruit and then also trying to recruit from not the same pool of people who are
0: playing at the same time? Yeah, that's a great question. And I wish I had a good <laughs> yeah. answer. Um, but no, it's, it's tough. Right. Cause, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I started when I was a player and, mm-hmm. you know, like you were playing still and you got yours moving into coaching and yep. that kind of stuff. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like, obviously you weren't jumping at the bit to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there aren't a lot of people who are jumping at the bit to like, Oh, I'm going to be like a full-time rugby referee. So yeah. like we get, you know, folks that kind of like age out of playing mm-hmm. or like um, part of why I started refereeing again, full-time like six years ago, seven years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was just getting banged up. Like my mm-hmm. knees were giving me a lot of problems and you know, this was right about the time I was getting married and we were wanting sort of family. I was like, I'm going to be able to run around with my kids someday. And so mm-hmm, like, man. I don't want to, blow a knee like in something stupid and you know regret it or whatever but then Mm -hmm. that kind of kept me close to rugby because it's something i really enjoy and i'm passionate about obviously otherwise i wouldn't be doing the the stuff that i'm doing with it Mm -hmm. but
1: exactly like keeps you in the community but also keeps you a lot safer than (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a lot
0: a lot lower impact especially like you know i was i played like fullback and wing and fly half and Mm a little scrum half or whatever and it's like when I was playing fly half, like you're in that ten channel, and that gets rough. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: And so, yeah, that's a good way to stay involved, stay safer. And so, I don't know. You think of like a guy like Eric Nichols. Like, hey. <laughs> Hey, you I know. Love to be in the community, you know, <laughs> yeah. We just started shouting out names of guys we know that have played and who love like, rugby. Get still them in pretty, pretty good shape
0: too. Like yeah, a run, you know, like. I gave him a soft try like a few months back, and it was um not well received. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure this will go over better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a public call out No, um, and I think that's something we talk about with the wombats all the time. Is just you know when we say grow the game, so many people are like, we have to recruit people from 23 to. 30 years old or 28 years old, the most in shape people and they have to play, grow the game. And it's like, well, if we really want to grow exponentially, we need fans. We need referees. We need sponsors. It's not just the 23. I mean, you think of a D3 match, if you can get even 18 guys to a match. You know, I mean, we have to grow in other ways. And what better way to retain people than, hey, you're aging out or you've had injuries or even you're just, you know, you want to be involved, but you just can't be there every weekend, you know, you can pick and choose some like Zeus, he's the head coach of you and I, but then hey, you and I has an off week, I'm going to go referee. Like yep. little things like piecing it together that way. I mean, I don't know if it's just that people don't see it as an option or they don't see the benefits of it. What would you say is the benefits of being a referee? And, you know, maybe not just hey, your body is safer and <laughs> you can make a little bit of money and you're still in the community what are some other things that people have gotten me to experience by being a referee
0: you sure I getting
2: yelled at all the time well let's say, let's <laughs> say let's, we're positive right? yeah all right, right. <laughs> okay yeah yeah i'm gonna answer my my follow yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no um you you meet a lot of other people mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. right because like you know um I played for Des Moines after you and I, and that kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you you start to know people around the state. Um, I'm not a super like extroverted person or whatever, and so like (laughs) refereeing, I see more teams Mm -hmm. than I would have playing, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And so you start to recognize people, um, especially then moving into like the administration side. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you start to know who people are and Mm -hmm. develop those relationships and that kind of thing, and um, you you see a lot different, too. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm sure you can, you know, um, understand this, right? Like, you see high school development, right? Mm -hmm. You see a guy pop up, like, um, you know, you and I are Iowa State or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you see a match, like, one year or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And then maybe you're refereeing a match, like, in Cedar Rapids against the Ducks or something. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden that kid's there. like, oh, wait, I recognize you. You played there, Mm -hmm. right? And so you start... I don't know recognizing yeah. faces that kind of thing. So that's been um, a different aspect for me personally.
1: So, mm-hmm. nice. and what about like some out of state experiences? I, I think I've seen like Mark Long talk about that, or like have you had some opportunities to go out of state? Not just like other unions like forcing you to come there, but also like some tournaments or other things like that. Like what? So yeah. What um,
0: so the other year, um, I got asked to go referee at the. The first crc coming back Mm, um so that was last spring um and that was the first time i was ever at like a big Mm -hmm. tournament or whatever so that was that was a lot of fun and a really um a really rewarding experience Mm -hmm. um i met some really great people there Mm -hmm. um before that like i had started working at some of like the midwest sevens um stops so like i would go out to uh carfu the the blaze field there in lamont um a bunch um did some playoff matches up in, like, Wisconsin and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. um, kind of bopped around the Midwest a bit. Um,
1: I was going to say, real quick, just to derail everything, because you just had me think of something um, very close to home. Why does the Midwest play playoff games in November (laughs) in, like, Economa Walk, Wisconsin, and Like, the coolest places they can find. How come
0: they don't push it to
2: April when the field is thawed out a little bit? Like, they did, (laughs) like... What 2017 and earlier was when they it did it earlier? Yeah, it. yeah else, that makes okay.
0: sense. <laughs> Do you have any idea, or <laughs> you just none. they tell you the
1: assignment, and you just show
0: up? Yeah, no, it's something with like the Midwest, as far as I remember it, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm sure like JJ would speak a lot better to this, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> their competition cycle was always a little different than the rest of the countries because yeah. of the weather, yeah. right? Um, and so they as far as I can remember, mm-hmm. right? It was always, yeah, we worked it in the fall and get it done there mm-hmm. and that way it's set. And so you're not having to like, um, like put a pause. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. or people like load up or whatever mm-hmm. for regular season stuff, yeah. you know, coming out the other end that way it's a little yep. more, um, kind of continuous or. Yeah. Makes sense. It's just it crazy. Cause our <laughs> you know,
1: August 27th when we play Northeast yeah. Iowa is probably going to be a hundred degrees. And then, Whoever makes playoffs in November 12th, it's going to be snowing. You know what I mean? It's it's so interesting how that season, it feels like in a blink of an eye, you go from, this sucks, I wish it was colder, and then it's like, I wish I was wearing more clothes right now. So. Oh, you know those
0: like <laughs> sticky heat pads? I'll mm-hmm. stick those on my back when it's really cold just to help keep uh, me warm. I don't think so I've noticed you kind of
1: standing
2: like this. You just kind yeah. of put your hands
0: back there and oh, just kind of like warm not, up a little bit. It's not you out of breath. Yeah, just Not, like, not that. Yeah, just, yeah, no,
2: no. Nobody holds their arms like this. Yeah, <laughs> well, I do. My wife tells me. She's like, get your hands off your hips because I get tired. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. But,
1: okay, yeah. Going back to the benefits. Sorry. I just, you said like... No, oh, yeah. So it's just like...
0: ah. And then uh, this spring, I got asked to go down to St. Louis for the um, club super regionals. Oh, nice! And worked that. So that's like where Bremer had their playoff mm-hmm. match. Yep. Um So I did a match Saturday. Um, and Palmer women, they were there too. Palmer right? women were there. Yeah, and I, I did theirs on Sunday when they won nice. and went to nationals. Nice.
1: So yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, you know, like you said, you know, there is
2: there is a negative side to it nah, you know I just yeah. Ask you about that. yeah go yeah, no, no, you I, go for it like <laughs> obviously everybody has different personal reasons on maybe why they wouldn't want to do it but like what would be your biggest like like for your uh perception what would be the biggest like deterrent from people wanting to sir? Uh,
0: so from getting started or, or from or just doing it in general really yeah well I mean, I talked to some people that have done it, and then they stopped, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is because, like, it's not worth it to them, mm-hmm. um, either from a time, like, you know, family comes along, that yep. kind of thing, or yeah. whatever, or, you know, just don't want to waste your weekends anymore, but mm-hmm. the other big thing is just the amount of shit that yeah. you get on the field. And like, right. you have to have a thick skin, mm-hmm. but, like, there's a there's a line, and mm-hmm. it's just, it sucks yeah. sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, and it,
1: and I feel like it's not a common or or very like I don't know, spoken about thing, but it's something that I don't know. Being a middle school teacher, I feel like I can kind of relate, especially to my <laughs> public schools. Uh, sometimes kids will say things very similar to what maybe a player would say to you, <laughs> like on the field, where it, it does it, it like it just it chips away, and it's like this is this thing I love. I love doing this thing. And I'm here to help support. And I think people forget that concept of if there's not a referee, there's not a game yeah. like this person is taking their time compensated very little to, to be there for us. And it's mm-hmm. like, we're all human. I mean, if if you know people they want to point out like, here's a mistake and it's like everybody is at a different angle of the offsides line. Yeah. Every single time, you know, people are yelling, he's offside. Like, it's mm-hmm. impossible to catch everything. everything. It's just, it's not yeah. doable. And then let's just think of this, Phil, if someone just stared at you for 80 minutes and counted all your mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, it's one of those things where it's just, it is very yeah. unfair. And it like, it frustrates me too. And I've talked to you about this before that, yeah. that stupid meme. That stupid newspaper <laughs> clipping the stupid picture of the guy who's six foot eight screaming at a ref who's like five foot five and it's like or not screaming at a ref he's he's shaking his hand and thanking him for getting red carded and as rugby players we all pat ourselves on the back like we're different and yeah that's we're, not true we're not yeah. like we've played for you know 13 years and we've seen it week in and week out where it's no different than the NBA player bitching and moaning or the football player yeah. the soccer player screaming about something and and it is frustrating because I think we have this false perception of ourselves that rugby is different because we have socials after the match and we invite the referee, but it, on the field, there's still that abuse from high school to the national level to, you know, USA, yeah. France, Chile. And yeah. that costs Air them a match. National, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, a couple of months ago, there was a post by a uh, cat Roach. Who's like the top referee here in mm-hmm. the USA or one of, I'm not, Privy to the rankings or yeah, whatever, yeah. right? like, she <laughs> yeah. worked at a couple of the um, women's Six Nations matches. Um, has done M L R that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, right? So, like, she's a good referee, mm-hmm. and it was just um, you know talking about the the whiplash of going from like, you know, I'm working mm-hmm. a, a Six Nations match or whatever, and then mm-hmm. going home to she's out of Texas, right, mm-hmm. and doing a match there and getting called c word.
1: Right, oh, you know, I, like, like wasn't it like a? I
0: think I remember seeing this
1: like a Saber Cats match or something. Or
0: it wasn't like, an MLR one or whatever. It wasn't, okay. But um, yeah. Okay, I thought it was in the MLR. Like, she I, I don't think so, but okay. I might be misremembering too. Because but...
1: I think there might have been a female referee in the MLR who also had similar, or she was an AR who got questioned on mm-hmm. things about how she was calling things, and it's just yeah. like it, it was the AR position, and it's like you're gonna pick a fight with you're on the field playing, you're picking a fight with this female AR who right. is, has one job, like worry about, the, yeah, it, it is, it's frustrating because, yeah, How do, so how do you, you know, you've dealt with that and you've had players saying these things, how do you, you know, show back up the next week and show back up for everybody else?
0: That's, I, I don't know, I, I like, doing this, which mm, is mm. weird because I can't really articulate why I like doing it so much. <laughs> yeah. But like, it, I, I don't know, I, I like doing it. I like improving on it, yeah. right, and getting better and learning, um, you know, and that there's that drive um, for me personally, which is mm-hmm. why I keep coming back. And I've, I've figured out ways to like, just let that kind of wash off a bit or mm-hmm. like to deal with it there and hopefully mm-hmm. like stop it at that point so it doesn't go any further than like i want to deal with it at the time right and like i've thankfully never had to deal with like anybody after the match right. or anything like that right mm-hmm. which happens right, right but, yeah. um not here often but mm-hmm. it has happened here in iowa um right. which sucks
1: it does yeah because again like, that stupid misperception of just we're we're elite when it comes to sportsmanship because we're rugby and it's like we really need to take a good hard look in the mirror of when we're at a d3 match a d2 match a college match this year are we really treating the game with respect are we are we playing hard within the law and
0: Mm -hmm. also
1: treating people with respect or are we kind of being douchebags and trying to take cheap shots and and just I, I, and again, as a as a teacher, there's part of me like when we're playing, and I just hear people arguing over things that don't matter, and it's like <laughs> this will not help us move the ball forward. And like if you make the referee mad, he's going to oh, be quicker to blow the whistle, and we
2: can't go back ten anymore. That's, it's so hard to explain <laughs> some people. It's like when they're bitching or whatever, and I'm like the game's still going. I'm like, one well, ball still moving, Two, It doesn't matter what you fucking say. <laughs> like we got to keep playing. You know, like just go. You know. And no. like
1: when we miss a tackle, we miss a tackle. You can't get mad at a referee I know. for that. Like, we missed the tackle, and oh, that just—it was our our tournament we had uh, right here, the home tournament we had, where we had to pull the guys in and just like everybody shut up.
2: Like, oh yeah,
1: because um, I think I think Zeus might have been refereeing, and it's one of those things like
2: that's not that the Iowa Falls Iowa State deal that we were hosting. Or, yes, yeah, yeah that's, that's what it
1: was, yeah. and I think that's something that's interesting too is you get almost too comfortable as a player, coach, admin with some referees because it's like. We all know each other. Yeah. But yeah. we all like we all know each other. They know the other team as much as they know our team. And then there are some guys who are like, Hey, come on, man, like we're cool. And it's like, no. Like we have to have things like no. And like also like, hey, you're my buddy, Zeus. Like I think too, we came up to a scrum and you made a joke with him and then he was really good at like he just shut
2: you down immediately. Like, <laughs> I'm not even gonna call you by your name because I don't know you. You're number two. I just always do a disarm everybody, you know. Throw them off their game a little bit. Yeah, it works really (laughs) well. It does. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And so um, what about the high school
1: game? How do you feel like that's been going for, like, the referees being able to, I don't know, keep the sportsmanship there? Are you seeing these kind of actions with high school kids? Or have they been pretty good with referees? Or how how has that been? It's
0: up and down. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the only
1: reason I ask is just because, like, I feel like we can get them young and we can kind of teach them, like, Mm-hmm. how to behave and how to, you know, treat the game with respect where sometimes, you know, we get a new guy who's, you know, he's already 34 years old. He, he's going to do what he wants to do. Whereas we have a kid who's 14, 15, 16. We can ease them into it. Maybe.
0: Yeah. And so it, it's up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the players feed off of their coaches, behaviors, and mentalities. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's not always the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um And like, I remember one kid um, in a playoff match or whatever was just really like, just grinding in to me or whatever. And it's like, kid, I started playing rugby before you were born. Like, (laughs) I know what I'm doing here. But yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's just that's stuff you got to nip in the bud and like mm-hmm. with sevens, it's a little easier because like it's so short burst or whatever, right? Yeah. Like you're turn to argue plays already moving. Yeah. And you your, know? your, your tolerance can be a lot lower, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you know, boom, penalty or whatever. Right. And that yeah. can really hurt in a seven. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, as opposed to like a 15s, right, where you're playing 80 minutes and there's yeah. a whole different like flow and and speed to the, the match, mm-hmm. right? Because like, you got to work together for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, And like, I'm not a huge authoritarian kind of presence Mm -hmm. um but at the same time it's like i have to work to set an expectation both from um like behavior and compliance and that kind of thing and like Mm -hmm. i want to set a high expectation because i want any match that i'm doing Mm -hmm. i want to elevate that and provide an area for players to do what they do best Mm -hmm. and give them you know a platform to perform and show what they can do mm-hmm. um in a safe manner right. right within the laws you know that kind of thing gotcha. that's that's what i try to do that's um, a
1: that's a really cool perspective like i never think i would never have thought on my own of like a referee is like you are creating this platform for the best product for these guys to show what they can do in a safe and positive way that's mm-hmm. so, like i mean because a lot of us think of almost just like oh that's the authoritarian they tell us when we mess up And then I get mad because I disagree because I view it differently. You know, like, I think that's probably a mindset that if you're not a referee, and even I got certified, I still didn't look at it that way. It it took me a while to get to
0: that mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. Would you
1: say you got to it on your own or like just talking with other referees? Uh,
0: The only way that I've gotten to where I have been is because of the mentorship and coaching that I've gotten along the way, right? Mm -hmm, And like, that's one of the things that... We lack here in Iowa, mm-hmm. beyond just like referee numbers for people that'll do it week in and week out, mm-hmm. is people who will coach referees gotcha. and be able to like be there, mm-hmm. watching, giving support, giving feedback, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like, there's a whole other side of things that we don't do really at all here that we really need to be able to do. Is um, that
1: because of numbers? Like you, those people that would be mentors, you need them. In the center referee position, or yeah, right. like just purely number based, like yeah. you just can't
0: do it. Um, you're spot on there. Gotcha. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, um, our like official referee coaches in the state, we have three that have taken the CMO, so the coaching match officials. Mm-hmm. Um, so Paul Damji, Paul Wood, and um, Mac McEnroy, who's just come back to working with us. He was at um, the capital city sevens um okay. that's why we were wearing the radios oh, that day oh yeah and okay. so because sure we weren't talking to anyone on there. the sidelines but yeah. he was wanting to listen to us talk to the players oh, and right. so he was listening to everything we were saying and watching us right and so was able to give feedback like really fast right it's like hey here are a couple of things i really like that you did this is what an area i see that you're need some work at right. Mm-hmm. So try this your next match and see if that oh, helps. That's
2: right. That's really interesting.
0: So, so like we were able to get that that nice feedback loop mm-hmm. and then act upon it. Right. right? Oh. And so like that's where going to like the Midwest seven stuff, I was able to get coaching. And right. like that was the one of the first exposures that I had at like any sort of formal right. setting. Because you know, you have informal peer coaching or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like any tournament where there's multiple referees. Right. You know, you come off or whatever, like it's a meeting of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. right,
1: yeah. What, like, everyone just kind of, like, hey, what'd you think? Like, yeah,
0: it's <laughs> kind of the <that> same,
1: <laughs> just kind of nonchalant. Just and then you have one minute, three minutes, and you're back too.
0: Right, yeah. and and peer coaching is great and it helps, right? But like, if I'm working a tournament or whatever, you know, I, I do a match and I come off, right? I'm resting, recovering, and trying to get ready for my next one. There's not a lot of time to like thoughtfully watch someone and be able to provide them like. You know, meaningful feedback mm-hmm. or like really actionable ones, right? Because your mind is a little bit elsewhere or whatever, yeah, right? exactly. or you're trying to catch your breath or whatever. Yep. So.
2: So you were mentioning, uh, like, you know, coaching up referees and like, you know, mentoring and stuff like that. Like, who would you say was your mentor um, for refereeing?
0: So the person with the most influence on me as a referee was. Paul Damgy. So oh, he was yeah. my coach in high school. Really? Okay. And so, like, he... Um, I don't know if he was refereeing at that point or just getting into it, but... Um, yeah, so him and I have known each other for a long time.
2: Did he and have hair
0: back then? He did, yeah. What? Yep. <laughs> yeah, he used to have hair. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, he's um, been a big source of support and mm. um, knowledge. And then also, uh, he was... I think who kind of started advocating for me to get up at some of the Midwest like seven oh, stuff, yeah. which is my like first step into, into that arena. So, hmm. um, not only like encouraging, like guests, you can do this, like you know, also made sure that, you know, I would hmm. get on some list or whatever to get invited to things or to start get, having that happen. So.
1: Hmm. Nice. That's pretty cool. And then on the flip side, who are some young referees right now that, like you're mentoring or who are some referees that are really kind of making some waves in the, in the refereeing
0: so um you mentioned james Gadian. Mm-hmm. um he just got his level one um earlier this year and started refereeing some high school and did like the like a couple of senior side yeah, matches stuff stuff too, yeah. um 15s and then sevens this summer and then he just went and got his uh he went to the L two that was up in Wisconsin alongside the MLR Combine Oh okay you know big rugby weekend yeah. rah-rah thing at yeah. WRC. Yep. Um so he's um one that I kinda hope he stops playing soon and like <laughs> I can have him start you know refereeing more Well, cool. I um, mean I feel
1: like that's a really good sign for that if I mean to go from level one to level two like that quickly. Totally, yeah. I mean, that seems like he's pretty yeah,
0: no, pretty it, invested. I it mean. shows that he's excited about it yeah. and, and wants more. So yeah. that's encouraging. Um, and then also um, just around Des Moines here, um, Bryant Reynolds. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's been working high school a lot and starting to step into um, doing some senior stuff, nice. um, especially because he is, I think, retired from playing now gotcha. um, and stepped out of all the Des Moines rugby yeah. leadership stuff mm-hmm. that he was doing uh and then eddie tapias in that same boat um and yeah so there are eddie and brian are going to be full-ish time oh cool now which is nice Mm because we need more Mm -hmm. like not player not coaches or whatever right because like i love you know the zeus and james and um Mm -hmm. like mark blong will step in and um Sherman yeah. and yeah. yeah Sherman has mm-hmm, been yeah. huge with like high school and then sevens the mm-hmm. summer. Yep. Yeah. Um Tyler Daly helps out to um taco. You know, taco Taco Taco, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But then all those guys are playing or, yeah. and then Tyler coaching. Like yep. Yeah. That, yeah. that makes it tough.
0: But like uh Casey Hansen is um Asking for some assignments now, too. Oh. Um, so he's done some high school, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. he's at a tournament coaching or whatever, and pick up a match. Yep. And like, we get a lot of help that way from coaches, yeah. um, even if it's just like one or two. And yeah. so he's starting to step back from playing, it sounds like, and mm-hmm. is like available some weekends now. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Another guy I want to get more of is Joe Randall. Yeah. But, um, you know, he's tied up with helping Zeus coach yep. um, since his kids go into Guy.
1: And this kid's pretty good too. Yeah, that's probably fun. I mean, he's probably one of those kids that you've seen through high school now, midway through his college career, and it's just like mm-hmm. he's a fun player to watch. Yeah, and yeah. But I've always liked having Joe as a referee. Oh, yeah. Like whenever I so see, him. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and he just has a way to like the way he speaks to people. Like mm-hmm. he's not like loud, but he's very like firm. I'm like I know what I'm talking about. This is how it is, and we're moving forward. Mm-hmm. And like he has that calming confidence. And, mm-hmm. like, even as, like, a teammate, too, I always love that, too. Like, when he told me I did something well, I was just like, oh. I know. I know. It always <laughs> felt good. Joe Randall was in, yeah. like, something nice that you did, it's like, oh, like, yeah. that's the best. But the <laughs> worst was when he told you, you know, he's like, hey, you got to be there. You fucked up. I'm like, oh, I, uh, I'm going to quit. I quit rugby. Like, I'm so sad. Like, it's, yeah. it's like one of those things, like, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to go home. I, can't, I need to it. <laughs> but, yeah,
2: he definitely, I feel like, would be a great, yeah. great referee for that presence and he's been around a while yeah yeah yeah. well it's probably something that's kind of overlooked too though but he's also in pretty good shape like i feel like it helps helps. a lot if you're in good shape yeah i'm not gonna lie i feel like
1: confidence for me as a referee confidence in like being decisive is number two of my worries cardio is probably number one like (laughs) when you sent me that message last year where you were like hey quad city irish west moine wombats if we can't find like either to play Sunday or a super site or find a referee, like you will have to referee that match. And then Quad Cities was like, Oh, we're sending down nine guys, so we're gonna forfeit and we're like ah oh, come on down, we'll just have fun. And then I still ref a fun little
2: tens. We did 15s for a little 15s, bit. Then we did tens. I think D <clears throat> took over part of the tens. I was a little tired. Yeah, because you're a little, yeah, <laughs> and you played a to thing too. Oh, but, I wanted to
1: play too. but it was one of those things where I was I was so nervous just because I'm thinking like, one, it's a league match. Two, I got to like buck up and be unbiased, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I got to figure that out. And then also like, there's that question of like, can I go 80 minutes of like being in the right position and being like just the referee that I need to be? And it was just kind of like, I, I was kind of glad that they were like, oh, we're just going to send down nine. Oh, thank God. because <laughs> But then luckily though, even if you know it would have been 15s, I did have a um, a mentor there, you yeah. know, Michael Klosterman. He was oh, okay. playing for Quad City. Um, he was in my ear at every breakdown, letting me know what to him. yeah. Call. He, he'll do that, <laughs> and then I had to turn and tell him that there's 29 other people. Like, this is my 1st <laughs> time ever. Leave me alone. Like,
0: ah.
1: <laughs> it was just like this little. And he's just like, "Did you see that?" And I'm like, "No, I didn't. That's, I'm looking here. I didn't." See. Uh, it was it was good though. It was a good experience, and also one where I was like, as much as I would love to we said this kind of off another time, like it's hard to say no as much as I'd love to help in every way that I can. Um, I think, you know, I'll do more like interviewing people rather than refereeing, just it's more, more my speed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry, I can't be that guy. <laughs> That's all
0: right. But the So um, both of you have kind of brought up like demeanor and mm-hmm. temperament and that kind of thing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so like fitness helps with that, right? Because mm-hmm. like if you're out of breath, you're going to get pissed off. Right. Um, but it's so much... It's not just like, you know, knowing the law application, mm-hmm. right? And like, this mm-hmm. is what hands in the rock are, and this is what it isn't, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, like bringing that that calming mm-hmm. presence to a match, right? And like having to de-escalate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I still have very vivid memories of me losing my shit on Randy Kibbers when he was playing for Jones County or in dubuque and yeah i, I very vividly remember this interaction because it was you know probably oh, me to you or whatever mm-hmm. and he just like screamed at me about some some you know infraction that he was seeing and that i wasn't went. dealing with and mm-hmm. like i already had advantage going or whatever and i just screamed right back at him mm-hmm. and like that's not how we, when right. we do we, you, that's not how you want to do things because right. it's not going to set you up for mm-hmm. that positive like environment yep. and it wasn't until i got more established Mm -hmm. that, um, and you know, got some coaching and, um, some other learning and stuff, right. That Mm -hmm. like you start thinking about some of those kinds Mm -hmm. of things. And it's like, what am I bringing to this match? Right. Like what baggage am I bringing that day? Like, am I tired? Am Mm -hmm. I grumpy because I didn't sleep enough? Mm -hmm. Like that kind of thing. And like, what do I need to check in my bag and leave there when I go onto the field? Mm work a match and then come back to it
1: your shit outside of the match shouldn't affect the 30 guys on the field right it shouldn't play any impact to the match it should be this and but again we're human and sometimes unless you've had that self-awareness or you you can do that mental checklist you know that, that i mean that's huge i mean that probably takes a lot of practice a lot of trial and error and
0: well and like had people like tell me Mm-hmm. That these are things that good referees do. Mm-hmm. So, like, there is a referee AGM for the Midwest every mm-hmm. year. Um, and pre-COVID, it was um, kind of a two-part thing where, like, the first half or two-thirds of the day is, um, like, either discussions or, um, like, presentations or, like, hands-on application mm-hmm. stuff um, of, like, how to be better referees. Gotcha. And so, like, I learned a lot from going to like two of those before we stopped doing in-person ones. um, Are they going
1: back to that? You think?
0: Yeah, they they really want to. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and I guess kind of question with that was was Randy? What position was he playing?
0: He was scrum half. Okay, because because I I was going to ask this (laughs) question.
1: You know, which which position? um do you have to you know keep in check the most and why is it scrum half <laughs> <laughs> so, that yeah. so like, uh, yeah. like when you were telling that story it's like i thought he and like just his stature and I, I figured he kind of would be a nine and then the way you told that story i'm like he definitely had to have been a nine in that match because <laughs> no no they're just closest to you in the scrum and they just they're kind of that connector piece between the forwards and the backs and they're kind of that leader whether they're the leader or not just by position they are and It's interesting when we were talking to Taco. A lot of nines in Iowa have had some similar characteristics, and some of those are just very intense, and they can bark at a nine or bark at a referee.
0: Also, like the most like contentious area of a rugby match is the breakdown. Mm Yeah, right. Like that's where the most activity happens, Um, and so your Job as a referee is to be present at every breakdown, so yeah. like that might be physical presence or mm-hmm. that might be you know mental presence. Like, because sevens you don't necessarily have to be like right up next to right. it, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but you still need that that presence at every breakdown. And who's at most every breakdown? Yeah. Scrum, yeah. scrum mm-hmm. half, yeah. And so, like, you see each other a lot,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're looking at it from their point of view, and they're looking at that guy across with the hands in, or this guy's jumping off, and they're they're talking out loud you're talking out loud and trying to find that what is actually happening in the match and that and makes it, sense but it, it's just kind yeah. of funny and i'm sure it's the world that's probably
0: no different anywhere else right the it's... other rugby meme is you know like the position one right oh, there's, no, that, yeah, there's no, that like I you know that. love our sport or whatever one <laughs> and then the other one is like the character type yes. or like the
1: the personality type of each yeah. position yeah. and then
2: yeah, you like right. where it's like the twelve is like never passes the ball or something like that, and it's like scrum half. It's I don't even remember what the one for scrum half was, but there's like a bunch of really yeah. funny ones though. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. hooker was um, can't catch the ball. Yeah,
2: that one, that one hurt. <laughs> <laughs> self, yeah, self-aware. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no that. Yeah, it's just it's just funny too. And then do whoever made that though put best athlete on the field. And I think they put it for flanker. I'm like, it was a flanker who made this me. Yeah. <laughs> or it might
1: have been tight head prop, because I think that said most handsome guy on the team.
2: That, which yeah. isn't wrong.
1: It's,
2: yeah, it's pretty it's, accurate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so what would you say, you know, some of these experiences have been negative. What would you say has been like your most <laughs> like rewarding experience? Or like, I don't know, whether vague or like a specific point where you're like, that was fucking cool. Like, I'm really happy this
0: happened.
1: Like, best experience, referee. I know that's like, there's um, a lot to
0: go through. Yeah, Um, (laughs) the the first one that pops into my head um, here in Iowa was a few years back in the Girls High School Championship Tournament. It was Southeast Pogue and Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. And like, that was a match where it was just like, strength on strength, mm-hmm. and it was good rugby, and it was two kind of opposing styles, mm-hmm. um, right? Because, like, Sally's poke very, like, very drilled and very regimented and very crisp. Yeah. And, like, Roosevelt, I think you were a coach. I think you yeah. might have been your first year coaching. First year. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it was not to say, that, like, you, you didn't have the, like, those sharp skills or anything, but mm-hmm. it, it was more, like, improvisational, free-flowing yes. kind of thing. And so you had this really neat contrast of styles between mm-hmm. the two. And it was, if I remember right, it was pretty back and forth. It was like and, punch for punch. Like, yeah. And yeah, like it and was, forth, yeah. and that was one where I didn't feel like I did terribly too much wrong. And mm-hmm. uh, that I was able to like facilitate mm-hmm. this really neat contest that mm-hmm. showed off mm-hmm. like the skill sets that had been developing in this league for however many years. Right. Like to see like
1: where the girls league had started. And it was very like in a box because people didn't trust the coaches or the girls to like, I don't know if they can do these things yet to like six years later, to have that contest at the championship was really, yeah, really cool, because yeah, it was a very, Southeast Polk is known for, we do things this way, and like, they, when they go into a breakdown, you know, it looks the same every time, where Mm -hmm. we were trying to be like, hey, let's use a, like, Fiji's kind of idea of, if the defense doesn't know what we're, or if we don't know what we're doing offensively, (laughs) (laughs) it definitely doesn't know, and we want running rugby, offloads, and they were very like, we're going into contact, set it, and then set a clean back line, and we were just like, move, move, and Yeah, that's a a good one. And then, uh, what about like men's rugby or like higher level rugby sevens, fifteens, women's, men's, but like senior side, what would you say has been something cool there?
0: Um, you know, I, I've just started, um, you know, getting to that, that higher level. And so, um, like, cause I I made territory panel last fall. Mm -hmm. And so I did two or three, um, three D one matches that fall, um, to get like the evaluations in or whatever to, Mm -hmm. um, to see if I got promoted or not. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that fall, it was, I felt like I was just involved in blowouts. Like Mm -hmm. at that level at the Iowa level, like I felt like every weekend was just it was one-way traffic or whatever mm-hmm. um and that's just kind of how it, it shook out and then my final match that fall was um palmer and wisconsin and that was not a yeah. blowout right that yeah. that one was a lot closer and there were a couple of things that happened that like i felt really good about in that match mm-hmm. it, it wasn't one that was like oh this is an instant classic or whatever right yeah, yeah. but I felt like i was able to give them that match like a good platform Mm -hmm. and i felt i felt good about it and that was the match i got my promotion from um you know it wasn't perfect by any means but like there is a couple of like pieces of feedback from my evaluator that like stick Mm -hmm. into my head like oh you had a penalty advantage inside the 22 and they actually scored a try like you don't see that a lot Mm -hmm. um so like that was kind of cool to. Mm.
1: So, so like a game where you felt like you, that goal of building that platform for teams, you did that. And then also getting promoted and then also the feedback to continue that growth. I mean, it seems like you have a very growth mindset on like just kind of like when you're looking at something, it's not just like in a single vacuum, it's taking it and then moving on to the next thing and helping other people with those pieces of advice too. And um, it kind of leads me into like the next part I want to ask you about, because I feel like we've talked to a lot of different people in different roles and different, Clubs and different, you know, levels. And, you know, we're an Iowa Rugby Podcast, so I'd like to know, like, your kind of view just overall as, like, Iowa. You know, high school, like, we'll start at high school. You know, how do you think the game is, like, progressing? I feel like after COVID, some of the numbers, and JJ's kind of talked about this where he thought kind of, we grew a little too big and we didn't have the people to support it, and now it's kind of shrunk back down a little after mm. COVID um how do you think it's going and how do you think we can continue you know growing the game I I hate saying that but like how do we keep that ball moving from your perspective like again because I think we talked to all these coaches and players it's very similar I feel like a lot of our conversations about like how's a rugby very similar I feel like you see it from a different lens than than anybody just because of where you stand maybe seeing different instead of growing
2: the game like how do we make it better Yeah. (laughs) yeah
0: How do we improve? The level of play at the high school has improved probably every year, like significantly mm-hmm. um, in the last while. And it was probably like you know six, seven years ago where I, I had to step away from rugby for like a couple of years because mm-hmm. um, you know, I started playing in high school, played all through college, mm-hmm. played right out of college for a few years, and. I was like, I was just really burnt out on it. Mm-hmm. And so I had to like go away for a bit. And then um, I volunteered at like the National Sevens that was hosted in Des Moines. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. Yep. And then that um, like that, I think that same year I volunteered at like a state tournament at Des Moines Rugby or whatever, right. just like taking tickets or something. Right. But it was so cool seeing the work that some people had to put a lot of effort and a lot of work into right. like shaping what that league was that high school league and then coming from my background of having played fifteens high school where it was just a handful of teams and Mm -hmm. it was a lot of travel and you know like we're barely pulling 20 guys right right Mm -hmm. to seeing what it was then it was like this is really cool and this is this is something different Mm -hmm. um and so that's kind of what pulled me back into into rugby and then from working as referee right mm-hmm. um just yeah seeing the understanding like that these kids have now mm-hmm. where it's not um i'm gonna take the ball up or whatever and i'm going to pick it and i'm going to run sideways and huck mm-hmm. a pass or whatever to somebody who's standing still right yep. like the basic skills have gone way up mm-hmm. um and then just that that understanding of like the the flow of the game and stuff like you can see it in some players like some players really grasp it now Mm -hmm. um but it's not just like the one or two right it's like the bulk of sides understand what they're trying to work towards Mm -hmm. um and that is really apparent now and it's really cool to see because like playing so long and i'm sure that you two felt this too right when Mm -hmm. you have new people coming in you're trying to throw everything at them all at once or whatever right and like it's very low level very pointed like things to focus on right Mm -hmm. and so like and as you as you progress right you can start focusing up a little more and then up a little more and then up a little more and it just seems like these kids now in the high school league they're not focused at that ground level Mm -hmm. right like even just the baseline is you're you're looking broader than that and that's so cool to see right
1: and it's funny you say that too valley rugby uh parker Cypher and I, we took that over this past year, <clears throat> and Parker did a really great job, like recruiting some football players. And we were talking, like, "Oh man, we've got some athletes." And in my brain, I hadn't coached boys rugby; I hadn't helped since Dowling six years ago with Kurt flood And in my brain, I'm like, "Dude, these these eight football players we have, and we have a couple of wrestlers, we're going to be a contender." We went four and whatever 10 games is, uh, four and six. Yeah, that's what it'd be. And it was one of those things where like, in like, because we just had these basic skills and athletes in my brain, I was like, we've got the athletes to do it. But like you said, we would go against these teams. Like when we played against Waverly, I mean, obviously state champion a couple years in a row, um, just the complex attack where our kids, you know, they just know kind of the base doesn't matter how good of an athlete you are when you have that layered attack or when you have that, defense that has that built-in slack that they had you know these kids were just like why i don't know what's going on and that kind of took me by surprise as like watching it from the sideline or watching it from the stands is one thing you're like hey this is pretty good but then like coaching it and game planning against it it's like you can't just have athletes and be like we're gonna compete it's like you have to have athletes and build like like you said the base level of understanding is so much higher now you can't just like show up and be like this guy's fast. We're gonna be mm-hmm. good. Um, and I think that was really on display at the state tournament like this past year.
0: Definitely. Those
1: matches were
0: amazing. Yeah. They they
1: and especially like the both semifinal matches and the championship. I mean, it came down to the wire. And uh were you the referee in the state championship match? Not the final. Not the final. No. Were you one of the ARs for that? Or were you I think so. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep, yeah. I was. Yeah. What did you think of just kind of that tournament as a whole? I mean any takeaways from that of like referees and then also as like just watching the kids play just kind of the same just
0: i think more of the same right <clears throat> like the that level um mm-hmm. has risen and especially when you get to the the state championship yeah. right or whatever um where it it is you know the people that have been playing that entire season and it's mm-hmm. the top half or third or wherever yeah. they make the cut yeah. um i don't know the numbers mm-hmm. but yeah it's just and you can tell that you know like it it is best on best, mm-hmm. and um, there weren't any, like, real easy matches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a few where the scoreline, at least I'm remembering it, right? It mm-hmm. maybe wasn't the most flattering, but it's, like, that was just from a couple bounces either way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's what's great about sevens, and so that's where it, it kind of bums me out when people shit on sevens. Like, it was not real rugby or right. whatever. Like, okay, sure, but it's if you take it for what it is, it's mm-hmm. something – interesting and exciting
1: yeah yeah i feel like i mean how many matches do we have in one night there there's like eight or nine or something like that and every single one was exciting and even though some scores may have gotten away by three tries or so i mean every match going into halftime was close and then maybe momentum in the second half got away but every single match i mean there was just i mean the crowd was into it people were loving Mm -hmm. it and you have fans like walking through the stands you hear people saying like They don't really know rugby, but they have a nephew who's playing, and they're like, this is just fun. And they're watching – they're like, you know, an Ankeny parent is watching the Southeast Polk and Cedar Rapids match. They don't have a dog in the fight, but they're like, this is – they're glued to every single match, and it's just quick and and fun. And then I guess, too, the second part kind of leading into now after high school, the men's league and just senior side, the women's side, you know, there's not – you know the Des Moines women's team; they're trying to yeah. come back, and there's some yeah. other teams that are trying to make some teams. Um, how do you feel like the health of the Iowa teams, the Iowa Union? Um, you know, you got Palmer D one. Now we have two D two teams. D three is it's like what nine of us or something like that. Inca uh, seven, seven, it's okay. seven. Yep, and then a couple D four teams. Like, how do you think the health of the overall Iowa rugby union is? And then, how can we continue to? advance this from a referee's point of view.
0: I think the level of play overall in Iowa has risen um over the last few years and the, like the senior side most definitely, but also at the collegiate. Mm-hmm. Um right, like every one of the collegiate schools, you know, has their baseline success criteria as like postseason competition, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. that's the floor for yeah. them. And you kind of touched on this a little bit with Ant last mm-hmm week or the other day when i listened to it or whatever yep um but yeah like they're doing fantastic things um the senior side stuff is being elevated right um the d3 has moved away from the like real sloggy kind of Mm -hmm. like knuckle draggy (laughs) kind of approach um and even even like um even Iowa falls right when Mm -hmm. they have their folks show up or whatever Mm -hmm. like they can they can play running rugby yes oh yeah um and that wasn't always the case Mm -hmm. um and so you know you talk about the the 2d2 teams now like so des moines and bremer right like last year des moines went 500 ish or whatever but there were like three matches or so where they 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 lost by like a try or less yeah right and like on the road too
1: mm-hmm. which i think that's something that kind of is really important to look at as well because i mean there's some long drives
2: get guys committed and they are right there in it. i think that- their worst match was green bay and that was their farthest one and it wasn't bad by any means yeah. it was like two tries maybe yeah something like that yeah.
0: that's where i think the realignment um for that league will help tremendously with yeah you know, it's really that north-south corridor now. Yeah, just um, the two I With the cities and, and yeah. Minis- or, yeah, Twin Cities, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the way they they reshape the D2 league, I think, will be really interesting. And I think it'll make for a better competition at that mm-hmm. level. Yeah, because
1: yeah, we played with Bremer when it was like we had to drive to Green Bay and then we had to drive to Chicago, what felt like every other every weekend. weekend. Yeah, and was it was awful, like yep. weird. Every other weekend, people were just dropping off because it's like, ah, family you know and yeah, it's just yeah. like oh that's it's it's hard to be sustainable when you know you're just dealing with so many outside factors and when travel's added into it and I we've talked to a few college coaches too where it's interesting with realignment where it's like how do you balance competitive balance and geography and it's like yeah. well we're more competitive when we don't have to drive as far mm-hmm. and that's really interesting as well too because I feel like Iowa Iowa State Minnesota Nebraska they're in the great America or great yeah, it's heart of America, of America, of America, conference. America yep. and big 10 wants them but it's like they have this really nice bubble of we are all around the same competition mm-hmm. we're all close to each other mm-hmm. and if those guys split like what does that do does that really yeah. create better competition do we really need to be aligned with the big 10 well and
0: that? then and then because the big 10 is all D1A and stuff and yeah. so then there's yeah. that whole like mm-hmm. layer of um stuff yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah Right, extra things that go in with and cost and you know whatever and like that is important for some programs and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing and but it's might not be for everyone and so even if it doesn't align to football whatever's i don't know whatever there
1: but yeah no i when i saw how they i really like how they bumped up seven teams to the d2 and then they made the four little quadrants and then having four home four away so it's not that guessing game Mm -hmm. of like Are we going to be on the road three times and home, or like, you know, three and four, just the way it's nice, easy four and four. You don't have to worry about like, because again, like with D3, we're like, oh, do we have decor this year at home or away? You know, if it it was split the way they do like in D2, you're not as worried because it's like, oh, we have to do it. And it kind of evens out. So I'm excited to see how D2 goes for both those clubs. I think
2: it'll be be exciting. I'm still bummed that they aren't taking Two teams from each one, like we thought originally, that would have been really cool to have two Iowa teams in it. But yeah, we're just spreading fake yeah, news.
1: Yeah, Yeah, no, they only tweet one team. We tend to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do listen to Joe Rogan, okay? So, thinking of you know improving Iowa competition, I think you know after talking to you for over an hour here, one thing that instantly could really help every league, high school, college to senior side. I mean. We need more referees. I think that's one thing we just can't get around it. Um, So I don't know. Make a pitch right now to. I I feel (laughs) like the selling point. (laughs) I feel like too. I mean, there's not like a prototypical. I mean, it could be anyone from any age, any experience level, any sort of like connection to rugby,
0: or not. Like we (laughs) we got one um, crossover referee. He's a New Zealand expat um who he referees soccer like a ton like oh, wow. ncaa level mm-hmm. like wow. big soccer stuff in the midwest and he reached out was like hey i i wanted to start refereeing rugby like wow, wow when when can i how do i do it um unfortunately we haven't like he just worked his first tournament uh over in quad cities um gotcha. yeah At the bigs. yes big nice. sevens um, but yeah, so he's busy with, you know, soccer stuff cause they have mm. their shit together and they have their schedules out like five <laughs> months before competition starts or whatever. Right. So mm. like, it's hard to get his time. Right. Yeah. Um, but the, the referee adage right now and until they like put a floor on it is if you're good enough, you're old enough. Mm. And so like you see other referee societies that are having teenagers, you know, like stepping in and, um, you know, refereeing, mm. Not just their peers but like beyond them right mm-hmm. and maybe they're taking some first steps with like shadowing a higher level referee or having someone on the field and support and like mm-hmm. that's some of the things that we can do and mm-hmm. i would love to do it but like we need the people to do it right mm-hmm. and like i talked earlier about our coaching gap mm-hmm. and it's you know we have some people in the state that want to coach referees mm-hmm. um and i want nothing more for them to coach referees, but I need them in the middle because we don't have people there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, until we can kind of fill in that, that mm-hmm. next layer and kind of like kick those guys out of taking assignments and get them into coaching. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we need any we need bodies. It sounds mm-hmm. crass, but like think about, you know, who's refereeing at, you know, the high school tournaments around the Metro, right. It's mm-hmm. the same four or five guys yep. that are doing senior side stuff on the weekends. Right. Yep. And like there are other priorities in people's lives mm-hmm. that pull them away at times. Um, and allowed them some time, you know, but then not others
2: mm-hmm.
0: like this fall. Um, Jeff McHenry mm-hmm. can't be around all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. He was available a ton in the spring, but other priorities for him have come up and he's not going to be able. And so like all of a sudden that puts a squeeze on, on our full-timers because we only have maybe six full-time referees. Maybe.
1: And then, like, with the amount of teams we have in the league and everyone's playing on the same weekends, I mean.
0: And everyone wants to kick off I mean, at 1 p.m. on Saturday.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, like, six. And, I mean, essentially there would be about six, seven Iowa matches. Well, I mean, college. With D2 and D3. Oh, then college, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah shoot. Like, yeah, but those that. six
0: people have lives. Right. You uh, know, too, like, yeah. I'm – going on midwest duty sometimes and Mm -hmm. so it's like i can't be around and i have a four-year-old and almost six-month-old and so it's like i have other priorities and pressures you know in my life too and so Mm -hmm. the only way that we can do this is getting numbers in and so it's and like if you're a high school coach right and like you identify kids that like maybe they aren't the greatest players in the world or whatever Mm -hmm. but maybe they like the sport yeah push them to refereeing like Mm give me their names and emails. Like I will send out more emails than you can shake a stick at. Mm-hmm. Like I'm used to not getting responses back <laughs> You get that over that pretty quick. All right. But like, and then same thing with college, right. Cause you talk about player retention, you know, mm-hmm. you have a wider base in high school and then you shed some players who mm-hmm. don't go on to college and then you shed some players that don't go on the senior side. Mm-hmm. Right. So like if those players leave rugby are they leaving rugby because they don't want to play rugby anymore? Or are they leaving because of other things that, oh, maybe I still want to be around? Right. Yeah, right. It's like just because you're a referee doesn't mean you can't like roll up with a cooler on one weekend, just yeah. pick up mm-hmm. a whistle the next weekend. Mm-hmm, yeah. Or bring your cooler and crack into a beer after the match. Right, like man. that. Guy, or you just want to run the sidelines as an AR? Great. Mm-hmm. Or do you want a number four, which is, you know, subtracting or score tracking? Because mm-hmm. as a referee, I don't have to deal with substitutions coming in and off or even, like, official scoring. Mm-hmm. That is so much more mental space no, that I have. have. Like, sure, you have your little pocket notebook yeah. you write everything yeah. down on, but, like, I don't have to worry about thinking about, like, hey, you are you look different. When did you come on? Who did you yeah. Like, yeah. that kind of yeah. thing, right? Or just, uh, just having somebody go, sir, sir, sub sir. They're not listening to me. It's like, yeah, because you're thinking of 12
1: other things. Yeah, and that's where,
0: like, getting the opportunity to work at like crcs and like super regional mm-hmm. thing where you have that infrastructure like there mm-hmm. are other referees doing that stuff for you it is mm-hmm. liberating yeah Being in the middle. when
1: you like looked around you're like oh i have to do this this, this. I'm like no we got
0: it yeah like <laughs> you know because you're radioed at those um events right mm-hmm. and so you just get a little trip like sub coming or whatever right and so mm-hmm. it's like okay the next stop i'm gonna stop it and let the sub come on yeah. I, I don't have to worry about, like, are they a tactical sub? Are they an injury replacement? Yeah, are they so a front so row? That. And, like, yeah. all that stuff, right? It, that's being taken care of for me. So I don't yeah. have to think about that stuff. Right. And it just is gets that mental capacity, mm-hmm. like, to the things that matter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that
1: opens you up as a center referee to focus more on the play and to keep the continuity there and to just, yeah. More. So
0: so refereeing isn't just, like, center referee. Mm-hmm. Like, that's important. yeah. Vital, right? You right. can't have a game without a referee. So it's like, in your instance, right? You can play a match with 14. Right. You can't play a match without a referee.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. But like, there are other roles in the refereeing match official realm that like, you can find your niche mm-hmm. and you can, you know, still be involved that way and, mm-hmm. you know, like make some beer money or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then hang out at the social too. And then hang oh. out. Because yeah, I, I think that's something too that, yeah, I just... There are those guys that you you see those numbers where they just kind of, you know, hey, the next level's not for me. But they loved the community. And there's no reason they can't still be a part of it and still be a positive part of it and to help it continue to, to happen. And, yeah, like you said, I mean, if if we don't improve those numbers or if we don't get creative, games are going to have to move to Sundays or Fridays or – Or super sites. Or super sites. or, or, yeah. or, or but, but a super site, too – that's also taxing
0: because then you have yeah, to do 160 lot, yeah. minutes
1: of rugby back to back. I mean, that's not ideal.
0: It's not. It it helps. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's okay. I'm gonna like quickly try to like get some fluids and food yep. and whatever I mean, to try to get ready for the next go. Super yep. would
1: be cool if we had three referees, yeah, two ARs in a center, and then you could swap, you know, but again, yep. it just comes down to three people at one place for two mm-hmm. games mm-hmm. you could do three people for three games you know so yeah and yeah.
0: you think about like you know i'm gonna put him on the spot like the eric nichols of mm-hmm. iowa yeah. rugby right yeah like he loves rugby like mm-hmm. we were just texting back and forth about the all black spring box matches right mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like he still loves rugby yeah right it's like is there a way to engage them and you know maybe it's just ignorance and that like you don't know these roles exist mm-hmm. and that's fine. Right. And that's mm-hmm. a problem for like the me's or like, mm-hmm. you know, you with coaching. Right. I'm sure that there's a lot that goes into coaching besides like the head coach or like mm-hmm. you are our forward coach or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. That like, you know, you're I think most high school teams use like kids for the stats or whatever they did yeah. Yeah. Um, for a while. And like, well, they're terrible at it. So we stopped. <laughs> OK, yeah. But yeah. like that was a, that was an experiment. Right. To right. offload some of that stuff. Yep. To focus on the things that are more important than like, oh, did I write that down? Right. Exactly,
1: yeah, and I think too, you know, looking at, you know, again, don't want to call him out, but people like Eric Nichols, <laughs> you know, and Nichols, 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 <laughs> really just driving it home. But no, I mean, yeah, he he's actually the guy that uh, between my like first and second year at U and I, I almost quit rugby, and he was the guy who got me to stay out for it, and like, hey, yeah. give it another semester, because he had so much passion for it, and it's just like, oh, we need passionate people about yeah.
2: rugby and you gotta have them involved some way somehow mm-hmm. like, there's definitely a handful of guys that like I know that live in Des Moines something like that are like you know we're playing at one point that don't anymore and it's just like mm-hmm. we just love to have them involved in any way shape yeah. or form honestly and I think that's our idea with like
1: this platform it's small and it's a very low ceiling for the audience you know it's a very mm-hmm. niche but we hope that people will now recognize like hey there are more opportunities than just I have to play if I want to be involved. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that like message gets across and there are positive benefits and you know they can see like hey, refereeing is a cool way to stay involved in the game. I can help improve it, I can help the high school game and I think something too we kind of skipped over when you talked about, you know, you can see kids go from high school to college to mens. We have some really high level high school kids going to high level college. We're gonna see some of these kids who played in Iowa high school play at very, very high levels, hmm. and you can kind of be a part of that that journey. You know, you can see that growth and know that like you created the platform for these kids to move, move on, on to wherever they can go. I, I don't know. I just feel like I don't know. It's just something people just don't think of. You almost think of them as like a like in video games, an NPC. They're that. They're there. They're gonna be there. But if we don't treat referees with respect, they're not gonna show up someday, and the game's gone. So. Hopefully that got across here. Yeah. I don't
0: know. Okay. And so, so real ref- quick, if you yeah. are interested in refereeing. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, yeah. All right, so, great. Well, yeah. If you Go. are interested yeah. in refereeing, um, our referee society has a website that's full of like our policies and like contacts and where we post our schedule for assignments and all that stuff. So if you don't know about it, it is at iowarefs.rugby. I- O W A R E F S dot rugby. And if you go to I O R S dot rugby slash join dash us, there's a form to fill out that I will bug you mm-hmm. when we do have clinics posted. And that's what sucked about the Irish Fest one because mm-hmm. that was, we were trying something different there where it was like a two part yeah. clinic where you would do like the quote unquote class stuff. And then the next day you would be working not solo, but like alongside mm-hmm. a regularly scheduled match or whatever to yeah. fulfill that like application part of it. Wow. I and really so, like
1: that. Cause I felt like when I did it in the gym, I mean, when I did the coaching level 200 and level 300, it was very PowerPoint heavy. It was, yeah. you're in a room, there's these USA Eagle type people. I don't remember them because my brain just turns off that day. <laughs> Cause I, I mean, it was bored to tears and like, yeah. Then with the refereeing one, hey, we're going to go, we're going to spend most of the day in the gym. And then we went in the wrestling room for the breakdown Mm -hmm. too. And like, we actually did things, but it still wasn't a full game, you know? And I thought that was what was so cool about what the plan was for Irish Fest, where it's like, learn, apply on the field. And like, there's no better, and like, there was high school matches too. So like, maybe if, you know, you could find a speed that was more for them and then also like build some confidence and then get them out there.
0: that was the idea. Yeah, I but, liked it. Uh, yeah, we stole it from Minnesota has had a lot of um, success with their retention um, nice. with that model. Uh, so we'll have to figure out how to apply it to get enough people to sign up for it. Mm-hmm. Because like the, the clinic you were at, right? There was like 30 some people there. Right. And it's like, how many people are referees from that? Uh, like you, Zeus, Joe. I'm gonna forget. Oh, like Eric Pimentel was there and like oh, yeah. Ashton, but they've like fucked off to better yeah. things or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, you know, <laughs> we didn't get near the retention like
1: right it was like really cool to see like, oh my god, we have all these people and then it was like, All right, uh assignments,
0: no one yeah, like hey, <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel like, like I just like different email countries. off into the <laughs> void <laughs> and like you know Trying to get people, but anyway, I know we're trying to wrap this up, so. Oh, yeah. No, I
1: mean, and it's all, I, I just, I, I really do. I mean, I feel like, too, like, that's why I feel like I keep, well, we could keep talking to you for hours, because I just, I don't know, I just it's feel like every, it's really every important. Every show, every and, show. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it is. It's really important, and it's something that I, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people just don't have empathy for it, and yeah. maybe I just have a soft spot being a teacher, and I just <laughs> kind of feel like, you know, I know how it is to get shit on. <laughs> like, you care a lot about something, like, I love teaching. And then after the last couple of years, I don't really love it as much anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, um, no, so I just feel like it's important. And I do feel like there's there's people in the state, there's people in rugby who um, this would be a great role for them. And I just don't think they know it yet. I mean, Phil, you're a couple
2: more pulled
1: hamstrings away from being a ref.
2: Oh, like. God, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're hurt all the time. I know. It feels like it. Have you even played this summer? I did one match, or not one match, one seventh tournament. So, yeah. I guess one more than me, but I chose yeah. To, yeah. to rest my bones. Good call.
1: I should have yeah. done the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Adam, we appreciate you for being on. And Thank you for having me. Sharing your side of everything. And um, we also hope, too, this gives us some favor in the fall season. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, if we have you for a match, man, I don't think we had you for one last
0: play. I know, I didn't see y'all. And yeah, I sad. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, you never know. I mean, yeah. maybe I shouldn't have Star, just...
2: Stars might align. I shouldn't have said that. What are
1: you doing August 27th?
0: I, uh, I'm i in Midwest assignment that day. I'm over at... Midwest. the wombats in the... Oh. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, are in
1: the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but no, where are you going to be
0: at? Uh, I have Palmer and Metro.
1: Okay, cool. Nice. Awesome. So yeah. Start off with some some D1 action. Yeah. So, awesome. Well, good luck Thanks. this fall. Yeah, thank and, you. Um, yeah, you got the, the girls' high school season, and then we have, I mean, obviously all the college and all the senior side stuff. So, well, yeah, good luck. Have a good fall. and I'm Thank sure you, y'all,
0: we'll... too. And hopefully, I see you.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll hit stop. All right. And that was our interview with Adam Falk. Phil? reaction
2: that was really insightful and i really enjoy the conversation a lot it's just i mean i've always appreciated you know like what our sirs you know do especially over the, over the past few years cause like i'll be honest like you know when i first got into it just ah oh, like the fucking terrible call you know like that type of shit and like yeah. get pissy with them and stuff like now it's like i obviously don't do it and i don't understand you know like what they have to deal with and shit so mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a whole new appreciation kind of forum.
1: It's easy to be like a meathead, like rah, like I just yeah. I'm such a competitor, I can be an asshole to everyone. And then you like take a step back and you're like, maybe being a dick doesn't help no me at all.
2: No, it doesn't do you any good. I mean, well one, just because there's no reason really to be an you know, an asshole about it. But then <laughs> also it, it doesn't help you or your team if anything it makes it worse. <laughs> you know?
1: Like how many times, I mean, do you see where it's just like, hey, if you keep running your mouth, I'm gonna to penalize you
2: again well do you remember when we played stout in playoffs do you remember like that whole tussle that we got into the sideline with uh the stout players and then logan got a yellow card like Logan we guessed it and then we like we're kind of like being smart asses where it's like mm-hmm. oh here's the logan like sucking my dick in the surge just automatically just like yeah back ten, and then he like yeah. kept backing us up because we kept chirping yeah. It yeah. was just like, at the time, it's like, that that hurt us. And that was playoffs. It's like, what were we doing?
1: And that match was very close. Yeah. Lost a close match because of being an idiot. And like, yeah. there is that, you know, meathead, meatball, like, Pah. like in this moment, it feels better to just chirp. And yeah. then when you take a step back and you look at the, the game as a whole, it's 80 minutes long. You're really going to give up momentum and yeah. give them the ball on a penalty and a free 10 meters with the ball in hand. Like, that, that's insane, you know, yeah. and, and it just kills momentum. And yeah, we want to grow this sport. We want to make it better and we need quality referees. And I really liked how he said, you know, he looks at it and I, and I just really hope people hear this part. He looks at being a referee as I am creating a platform yeah. for the best game to be played. Mm. I'm creating a platform so you can do what you do best And I don't want to impede that, but I want to keep it safe Mm. and I want it to be in the law and I want the game to be the best way it can be played. You know, Mm. I'm not there to be like, I want to nitpick. Mm. I want to, I want to card some, no, I want to create the best atmosphere for the best game.
2: Yeah, I really love that. And like the whole, yeah, the whole idea of having like setting up a platform for these players. And also too, I thought it was really interesting about like, like you know mentioning a lot about like you know mentoring and like coaching Mm -hmm. Um, upstairs like that's not really something I would think about as like coaching referees Mm -hmm. that's not really like you know a thought right so I thought that was really interesting they gotta learn somehow yeah exactly
1: you and I think of this from an education standpoint is like that feedback that instant feedback Mm -hmm. your brain is operating during a match like you're it's fresh in your mind and if someone comes up to you like right after the match it's like hey this went well this didn't go well Holy smokes! I can process that, and I know how to fix it for next yeah. time. Whereas, if you just keep going into matches by yourself, mm-hmm. I mean, you're just doing your
2: own thing. Well, it's funny with the mics and stuff too, like or the earpieces. Like, mm-hmm. I always thought that that was for like the you know like ARs on the sidelines or whatever, like to kind of like hey, like you missed this or whatever. Yeah, like, it's, oh, they're off. and yeah, sometimes it is. Yeah, and sometimes it is. But like, it was more like, or at least with how Adam was putting it, is like it was for the one guy to like kind of hear how they're talking to yeah. players and so like I thought that was really interesting. I was like, huh? Yeah. Cause I always thought that the mics are solely for like, in case a certain misses something. Well, you know?
1: And, yeah. And like communication is huge on the field for players. Yeah. I never thought of it as like for referees. Yeah. You know? How do they communicate? How do they do that? And, you know, I'm going to give you a little, a little something mm. that, you know, my wife, she says about communication. And you can take uh, this—it's—it's some relationship advice too. I'll apply it to my home life. And and, and (laughs) you can use it at work. You can use it at home. You can use it in rugby. Communication is lubrication.
2: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I'll use that. (laughs) I'm not using that. (laughs) I use it. (laughs) You got to be a good communicator to get things done.
1: You know of course that's basically what it means right
2: yeah basically you
1: gotta communicate i don't know
2: that's the vibe i was getting yeah, yeah. i think that's what it means <laughs> i hope that's what it means i listen do you <laughs> what apparently i don't listen to you <laughs> i know uh
1: yeah no i i just think it was really good and i don't know I, i'm excited for the fall and i yeah. just. i don't know i don't know if like this conversation will kind of change on the field how i look at things yeah and granted this is just in a small vacuum Mm. But I do just hope that some of these messages we can carry on to some of the other players. and
2: Yeah. I hope it changes some people's perspective though. Like how I mean, the game operates for them, you know?
1: And also him and everybody else, they don't have to be here. Yeah. We are lucky to have them. And if one day they just all say like, no, none of us are refereeing on August 27th.
2: No matches get played. Yeah. Then we're fucked. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, I mean, we do have to figure something out, whether it be, Super sites, finding more referees, or, you know, getting more people certified, mm. or just whatever. Um, I don't know. We just, we've got some work to do. And if we truly want to, this is a hashtag, grow the game, <laughs> um, I, I do feel like it starts with the referees. Because think of it this way, we want to create more teams in Iowa, right? We keep saying, like, oh, yeah. Algona should bring back Gopher College, and Spirit Lake should or uh, sorry, Storm Lake Albatross yeah. should come back, and then um uh, there should be uh, what about Jones County? He mentioned, or the Waterloo team, the Black yeah. What if all these teams come back? Uh, we don't have referees, yeah. say
2: so, yeah, we won't have the referees to field those matches, yeah. you know, as of right now, but right. And so,
1: and that's interesting too. He got certified
2: as a kid. 17, yeah,
1: 17, and then he was refereeing grown men, yeah. And then, I don't know, I, I just think like, yeah, if I was 19 and, and a scrum half, who's an adult, yelled at me, see ya, I'm gone. Yeah,
2: say so grown ass man, like, yeah, I, yeah, especially when you're basically still a child. <laughs> like, that's a go, lot. Go figure it was a scrum half. Naturally. You want to <laughs> be a scrum half? I do want to be a scrum half really bad.
1: That's disgusting. I know. But, I don't know. How you feeling?
2: Good, you. Good you. Good you. Good you. Good you. Good you. Good you. you.